What's up, everybody? Episode number 12 of We Should Jam Sometime. This week's episode features Liam Buckley of Esther's Family, another good friend of mine. Uh, we talked about lots of stuff. We talked about music marketing. He's a genius with music marketing, all the stuff that he's done with Esther's Family. They got family pins. Everybody that's in the band that has their own pin um, of just some funny childhood photo. It's hilarious. Uh, they got knitted sweaters with patches on the back of them awesome stuff uh he's planning on registering his band as a business this summer and just getting like grant money and marketing his band uh just as a business and uh he goes into further detail about that easy episode for me i just have to ask one question he would go on for like 10 minutes it was perfect i loved it um i could just let him go for the whole time it was amazing um and then at the end he told me about his dad and his dad's an incredible guy uh he played on the same circuit as rush Way back in the day, uh, he almost had an opportunity to be the piano player for Super Tramp. Uh, he had opened the first um, digital recording sound on sound multi track studio in Canada. Uh, lots of cool stuff. So much more. I won't ruin all of it for you. Um, but basically, Liam's a determined guy. He's driven, he busks every Saturday morning. Uh, just lots of cool stuff like that we talk about in the episode. I'm giving it all away. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy the episode, and I'll talk to you at the end of it. This is We Should Jam Sometime. I'm Caleb Thompson. You wanted the best, you got the best. This is the hottest podcast in the world. All right, what's up, everybody? Liam, how you doing? I'm doing great. That's Thanks good. for having me. Yeah, no problem. Just repaying the favor. You interviewed me a couple Trail. weeks ago. <laughs> it was actually <laughs> funny because um, after I did like Josh's interview, you were like in the other room, right? right? Yeah. I was like, oh, I need to ask Liam to do this. And then like the next week, you were like, hey, do you want to do an interview? And I was like, damn it. He asked me before I got to <laughs> ask him. And I was like, now it's going to look like I'm just asking him because he asked me. <laughs> it's like, that's why I waited like a couple weeks. I was Fair like, enough. that looks natural if I just ask him now. Hey, well, but you know, anyway. Scratch my back, I scratch yours. <laughs> right? uh, you were telling me when we were doing that interview, because you're doing the work study for school now yeah. for the school paper. So yeah, you have like dope. a few... I'm on backlog, right? Because that's yeah. Strike. I'm like, yeah. Your won't yours won't. Be, I think I've got three articles before yours, right? Actually, um, yeah. Because the strike happened and they didn't put anything out. Yeah. So it was like, I would be writing one a week still, but that was like five weeks. So yeah. I'm like they've got five articles ahead. Yeah. Which makes things nice for me because it means like if I don't, I'm not, don't hit a deadline right away. They're yeah. like, well, you wrote every week, so we have yeah. a lot of articles from Yeah, you. exactly. But, if yeah. you like slack one week, then. Yeah. So. Yeah. If anyone's listening who had <laughs> their article done and they're like, why isn't that out yet? Yeah. That's why. That's kind of like, because I usually will do like a bunch of these. I'll do like two or three of them at a That's time. And then it's like, it. and then usually I still have one or two banked. So it's like, yeah. this might be a bit before it's out, but yeah. it's just a little easier for me. Like, since oh, yeah. I'm renting the cameras and stuff, it's just so much easier instead of, like, recording once a week or whatever. Just do it in bulk. Yeah, and it's kind of nice. Laid back, you don't have to be like, ah, I don't have one yeah. this week. Oh, no. Yeah, and it's kind of nice if I just, like, put aside a day and do, like, two or three. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but uh, I guess you kind of, you have to do, like, you do a bunch of interviews at a time. Yeah, or, I have like, to do, like, I basically do one a week. Right. Because, like, that's the work-study sort of deal. Like, right. Depends on how many hours the one article's taken, because it's, like, 10 hours a week right. for them. So I'll usually do, like, 
an art an interview with a band each week and then cover the guest lecture that comes in right. each week. That's um, nice. But it's too, usually huh? only like I'll do like half of it, half of like one and a half basically. Right. right? I'll do like the guest lecture and then interview the band and then right. submit the artic- one of the articles that week and the other the next week. That's awesome. Um, yes, it's pretty cool. The guest, like interviewing the guest lectures, just like that's you just taking the initiative. Yeah, to... yeah. Well, like within like I don't super go out of my way to like do a full interview because right. by the time the lecture's done, I've learned yeah, pretty true. much everything right. I need to. So I'll take the notes and quote them on what they say in the lecture, and then usually I get their email if I have a follow up question right. just to like clarify things. Or get like a picture, or I'll send them an email. Right. Oh, that's awesome. So it's, yeah, it's a good way to network. Yeah, too, right? absolutely. Like, hey, I'm doing it, and most people wanted like an article on them. Right? Yeah. Like, they yeah, don't care. They're, yeah. They're like, oh, dope. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> news is news, right? Yeah. So it's like it's a fun way to just be like, hey, can I have your email? Yeah. Like, touch base with them after a lecture so they remember you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tom um, Wilson retwe- retweeted uh, my article. That was awesome. Accounts. So <laughs> one of them had like 60,000 followers. Oh, really? Or 16,000 followers. Sorry. Wow. So it was like cool. Yeah, that's Got pretty a cool. Bit of extra buzz and stuff. I love that guest lecture. Yeah. I like the strike and it came at like a worse time because I felt like mm. so motivated after that. Yeah. And then like, and then and we then just got the like, strike. Just happened. kidding. And there's yeah, no more like, school. No. I remember after that uh, guest lecture, I was in the Tim Hortons line and uh, Drake Campbell came up to me. He's like, now I got to start waking up at seven. And I yeah. was like, yeah, I know. Cause Tom was like, you just got to wake up at 7am every day. And I'm like, ah, oh, you're though. right. Yeah, it is. Like, it's I mean, true. I, I don't know. I wouldn't go as far as seven, but like, I try to shoot for like, like eight. eight. Or nine. Yeah, yeah. Shoot for eight. That's easy. You gotta like work into those like early mornings. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, for I sure. feel like when you're like our age, which probably sounds backwards, but I feel like when you're older, it's easier to get up at like an earlier time. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. But well, our bodies are wired that way. Yeah, actually, yeah. There's something in our, I don't know. It's like a physical thing. Oh yeah. It's like they say that because people always talk about high schools needing to start later, and they're like, "Well, yeah. kids will just stay up later." But they say that like, the way like teenagers, especially their bodies work, they need to wake up later. Yeah. So. Yeah, I uh, I didn't know that when they were talking in high school because they were like, yeah, it would make more sense to start at like ten or like yeah. eleven and go to like maybe European six or something. Yeah. But yeah, Makes getting sense. up early, it's hard. It is hard. It is hard. It's always a good idea, like at nighttime, when you're like, I'm getting up early tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and then like 8 o'clock rolls around, and yeah. you're, like, you're like, no, oh, maybe I'll just try. Just keep hitting yeah. <laughs> I was talking about that with Alex the other day. Like, I, I'm horrible for that. I'll set like a shit ton of alarms, yeah. and then I'll just like keep hitting snooze <laughs> for like an hour. Yeah. And then by the end of the time, I'm like... Yeah, <laughs> I could have just had a good sleep for yeah. an hour. Yeah, but, you know. I used to never. I used to only set one alarm, and I'd usually wake up before the alarm went off. But ever since like last year, I've slept through a few alarms. Yeah. So I now usually I'll set like two or three. Yeah, no, I just got into the but, habit of having literally like twenty alarms. Yeah. And now I'm scared to try setting one. Yeah. Because <laughs> of yeah. What if I sleep through it? Yeah, I uh. Well, what I do, which is, like, not good, and every night I do it, I know it's not good, but I'll, like, set my alarm for, like, the ideal time that I want to wake up, and then usually I'll do, like, 15 minutes after that, and then, like, uh, like you really need to get up alarm. Yeah. And so, like, every time the first alarm goes off, I'm like, I know I got 15 more minutes, and I just <laughs> always sleep through that one yeah. and hit the next one. I feel that, man. But, yeah. No, it sucks. That's, like, Saturday mornings are rough for me, because I do the busking at the market. Oh, so. Yeah. Uh, which is great 
but it means like I can never be out Friday night. Right. So I'm yeah. like, never at the tar. Yeah. Never <laughs> at shows on a Friday night. Yeah. Like, Twelve is my bedtime. Right. Like, I can't be awake late in the next. I gotta get up at like seven a.m. the next. Right. Day. To like sing and stuff. Like, starts oh, at, like eight thirty. Nice. How long do you do that for? Like, Ooh, what's a day? Like, I'll like get up. Yeah, I'll get up. Uh, I usually I say I try to get up at seven, but really I drag my butt out of bed at like seven thirty. By the time I'm like actually up and drive the market's only luckily like five if, if that minutes down the road for me right so i usually try to get started by 8 30 because none like i'm booked usually at nine but no one else is there really right so i can just grab a spot yeah and then i'll yeah i'll be there from 8 30 till about two at that market at the um. western fair market and then i'll and that's like not constant like people like to chat there yeah like, yeah like, minute breaks to talk with people right like, like a half an hour here if i'm in a bad spot and it's yeah. just not worth it yeah and then i'll uh head there from there to covent and then do at least an hour oh wow an hour and a half wow so it's like that's like the max day some days are shorter than that but it's anywhere from like five to six hours wow so, like, it's good endurance test like, yeah for really sure <laughs> yeah just, like, every week they come and then like by like friday they've like shaved off yeah and off again because <laughs> And I build them back up. Yeah. So my fingers are just like. Oh, that's hilarious. With two C's. Um, <laughs> oh, man. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, I started when I first moved to London, which was a while ago. So probably, I'm going to say like two and a half, three years. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been doing it a while. This year has been like the first year. Like I would always do like two, three hours at least. At right. Least. This is the first year where I've been like getting there at 830 just because I moved out right it helps pay for rent yeah for rent. sure yeah it's kind of just like yeah it's been nice it's like a lot of people in the community know me now right yeah right um like a surprisingly amount of, right number amount of people like know me like when i moved to my new house uh my roommate was like yo the neighbors I, I, it turned out I knew them because they were an old friend, but then they were talking to me and they're like, Hey, that busker dude lives with you. We see him at the market. So it's been fun with Esther's family. I've gotten my cello player to come out now and start playing with me. And right. Just sort of promo our band and yeah, yeah. download cards because people actually sort of, like, I have a bit of a following. And right. People are interested in what I'm doing there. Yeah, for sure. I've always been sort of just the busker doing yeah, covers. Yeah. But now people are like, Oh, cool. He's doing other music stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So. That's awesome. Um, yeah, well, let's talk about Esther's family then. Yeah, for um, sure. So, yeah, like, I actually have, like, a ton of stuff I want to talk to you about with this Yeah, I'm totally down, man. <laughs> so, um, do you edit these, or do you just, like, go straight? Uh, I've been... Uh, the first two I did with Anel and Alex, I edited because we went for, like, an hour and a half. Yeah. So now I, like, try to cut it around an hour. Like, if I Fair. see that we're at, like, 50 minutes, I'll be like, okay, soon I want to be, like oh you good because then usually after i say like are you good we're still like five more minutes of yeah. talking because it's just it's so much There's easier so much, just yeah. to like especially now with school because usually yeah. it's like tuesday and i'm True. like oh man i haven't edited the video yet and i gotta go through and like right fair enough know? that was me with the paper my interviews yeah. were like an hour i actually started with anella too you and me both started with anella <laughs> i think like everybody week. starts yeah with i Anella. Think <laughs> the podcast started with anella yeah. too it's like the one like the go-to person. yeah <laughs> oh but yeah uh, it was like an hour we like yeah along. and now my interview is like yours is like 25 minutes yeah just because i got to transcribe them afterwards yeah so that's like, a lot to go through to listen through and to transcribe an hour takes like three hours yeah work, right because you gotta like keep going back and make sure yeah. you do it word for word yeah exactly and um and like with this it was just like finding 
And now this wasn't too bad because there was like good breaks. So it was like easy to cut like a story up. But like Alex's was hard because there'd be times where we'd like kind of talk over each other a little bit. Yeah. So it was like super impossible for me to like cut stuff and make it sound so natural. Yeah. So I was like, I got to just cut these at like an hour and just Fair. like have them be like that long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been working out so far. Sometimes they go a little bit over. It's not a big deal, yeah. but I don't want to like scare people away from listening to it That's like fair. an hour is like a good length i think yeah um but yeah so how long have you been doing esther's family then oh, esther's family has an interesting history um because the songs for the uh, the ep that we're working on yeah started actually about the same time i started busking mm. so about uh let me think about yeah about three years ago i'd say two years two and a half years ago at least right years ago um and at that point it was just sort of like my own stuff my okay just to be billed as liam buckley right? right um and then i got together with some people and we just sort of jammed the ideas and we recorded sort of bed tracks uh but he didn't sound like we didn't really know what we were doing at that right time. like i yeah. knew a bit about it but um like when actually after i went to MIA, i was like i want to just redo them all yeah um so anyways, yeah, we recorded some bed tracks and the EP was on the way and I just sort of sat on my hard drive for right. the bed tracks and I didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, and I started, basically because I started to learn more about recording and I was, it deterred me from picking yeah. it up because I was like, oh, it sounds so bad. It's like, yeah. there's so much editing to it and stuff yeah. like that. It's not worth it. And I edited the drums wrong, so I got to start over. Yeah, yeah. All sort of stuff. <laughs> so yeah, they just sort of sat for a while. And then uh, I got together with uh, Becca and Jared Brown, uh, my other bass player. Not, uh, it was a, a year ago this summer, okay. I think. Yeah, it would have been a year ago this summer. Um, just because some of the guys I was jamming with before were in pretty high demand, right? It was right. Like, um, like Keegan Nade. Right, and, yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine, Henry Firmston. Um, and uh, it was just hard to always get those people together because they're so talented. And yeah, but so yeah. I was like, Let's just get a cat. So I got a, so I like seeked out some new guys. Yeah. Um, and Becca, who I didn't know she was an amazing cello player. We were friends <laughs> for like, a year or a year and a half before that. Right. And then I was looking for a cello player one year for a Christmas album that my uh, dad was working on. And I went and talked to this big cello player in town called Lacong. So he's okay. a big cello teacher. Now he just teaches at public schools, but he has toured Europe and stuff like right. that. And I was like, do you have any students? And uh, one of the people he suggested was Becca. And I was <laughs> like, well, that reaffirms me that she's yeah. like, I knew she played cello, but I didn't know yeah, like, like what ooh. level she was at. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't super looking for a cello player at the time, right. um, but I just needed one for that project. So it's like, awesome. Um, and she couldn't do that project cause it was right <laughs> on Christ before Christmas, uh, break and she had a right. bunch of projects and stuff like that. Too. Yeah. But then, uh, when I started up this re trying to, uh, redo my music, uh, then she was down to start right. doing it with me and Jared and me, like we were great buddies all through high school right and we had jammed and done lots of stuff together before and so it just made sense because right. he's like a multi-instrumentalist so right if he wasn't doing bass he could do piano things right stuff like that perfect yeah um so yeah, it started off like like that and we didn't really have a name for the longest time um we went through a bunch of different just name ideas right um because uh part of the concept with the band um when i was talking about it um was we sort of wanted to be, and still we 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 aren't necessarily just that four group of people that right. on the Facebook page right now. We're we yeah. playing shows lately. That's just sort of the combination that we're at right now. Yeah. Um, because uh, it's more of a collective vibe. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So there's a few bands that are like that. You know, bigger bands like Lighthouse. Yeah. Or, or stuff like that, and 
um, I'd like to get to that scale one day, right? right where we can have like yeah. 10, 15 people on stage and yeah. we're in a town with that sort of people. Yeah. But it's sort of just whoever's available to work on my music yeah, with me, well, right? Yeah. So one of our original ideas was, I think our name we started with was Air. We wanted to be Airline Food. Jared just kept being like, we need to be Airline Food. <laughs> airline Food. And then like a few months earlier than that, he just kept spamming it until we were like, you know, it's pretty good. Um, which is just food. the best way to convince someone. You to like name say it food. enough. And just, just like, airline food, airline food. Uh, I named, <laughs> we had a pet once that was, they didn't have a name for it. And they just kept calling it bunny. So I was like, Oh, it's Benny. Every time someone was like, it's named because bunny, Benny. Yeah. And then they're like, no, it's not. And then after about a month, they're like, yeah, it's Benny. It's <laughs> you just spam something enough. So, yeah. so I find it. I was like, Oh yeah, airline food. That'd be dope. Uh, but then there was a trio also oh, in the States no. that had started that, uh, earlier that, uh, Earlier that year, oh, uh, they really? were different sort of style of music, but it was a trio. Yeah, called Airline Food, and we were like, okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we went, oh, okay, keep it the collective thing. Let's go with Airline Society. And yeah. Becca suggested, and then we were talking about that name for a while um, until we got Becca to make up. Uh, she was into uh, what's it called, like uh, making patches. Of, oh. Like yeah, you know when you thread put the thread through and you make yeah, letters. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I'm trying. Um, to... I can't remember. But anyway, she's make, she made a patch for us with Airline Society on it. And we weren't sure if we wanted Airline to be one or two words. So right. she just made Airline airline Society. Yeah. And I think she made the initials in like a different color. And then it just spelled ALS. Oh. And so we're like, okay, bad association yeah. there. So that one got scrapped. And uh, I was actually doing a read-through of the Bible at the time. Right. When we were looking for names just as a commitment thing over the summer. Yeah. Um, and I was in the story of Esther. Um, and I just thought it was a great name. I grew yeah. up, like loving that story because it was like a Veggie Tales, if you know Veggie. Tales. Yeah, yeah. Like, we loved the, the Veggie Tales about Esther growing up, <laughs> and it's like my mom's favorite story. Right. So I was like, oh, this is a great name. Um, and even though we aren't like a Christian band, yeah, we have, like some sort of spiritual elements. Yeah, music. yeah. And so I was like, cool, Esther would be a cool name. She's yeah. Like really quaint and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, but there was already a couple bands with Esther something or other. Right. Right. Um, and there was a girl called queen esther okay um so i was like just calling yourself esther is a little too close right. especially because of the association right esther. yeah um and uh the way things work with becca is i write out her cello music and she's amazing like i always like i don't know anything about composing at least especially right. not before doing this right so i'll just like write her things and be like can you play this and she'll yeah. be like maybe <laughs> um, and uh, we'll go from there uh, but I would write her like really hard stuff, yeah. And then Jared would be playing sort of the typical like folk, like don don don. Right. So she'd have this really hard part, and he would just lean over and be like, huh, "Too easy," <laughs> like, like in that voice. Yeah. Like, and that just sort of became like a gag, like one of those stupid band jokes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Too easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I said to them, oh, I had this epiphany. I was like, what if we called ourselves like two Esther, but we spelt it with a Z. So the first four letters just spelt too easy. <laughs> and that ended all the arguments. Yeah. I was like, oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. too easy. <laughs> <laughs> so we were two Esther, oh, E-Z-T-E-R for the longest time. And I hated it. Yeah. It was a funny joke. And it was like two Esther would have been cool. So yeah. like, hey, Rosetta, that sort of style. Yeah, yeah. Name. But uh people were always confused and it was like is it t-o-o is it t-double right right yeah. and i'm like i have a big i've talked to you about this before in our interview like i'm yeah. big on approaching bands like a business yep. so yep. i want a name to be memorable yeah and people to be and easy easy for them to to find it later on yep. right and so being like oh it's esther but also it's spelled with a z yeah and it's like, yeah explain it it at each show to make sure people need yeah. to find us like yeah if you have to go it wasn't worth work. the joke yeah um <laughs> 
and that was the point where we were sort of less of a band because um, we didn't really start out knowing we were going to be and we sort of made this collective mindset the more we went right um so at that point we were more of a collective and i was talking about you know what can we do like something collective something something uh company right i do the so-and-so and sons and i was yeah. never i was never big on like liam and the right yeah you know what yep. i mean yeah um like people do that and it's great but it's yeah. not really me i don't yeah. want the highlight to be me yeah i like sort of the owl city of montreal vibe where right it is someone's music but they aren't taking the full credit yeah and, uh, absolutely it's a yeah. little more masked that way right um it just feels weird to me to do that so uh, yeah I agree. so my, my cello player was like family let's do that and i was like oh dope so yep. yeah we searched Family's a bunch good. of family names like the robin i wanted to, originally wanted to get like a really classic family right name, like the robinson family or something yeah. that would be a group of homeschooled people singing at county fairs in the right. states but every classic white name was yeah. already a band doing that <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> i'm just like people who had been singing at their local fair yeah. for like 50 years yeah. and they were all old singing like old christian hymns right and I was like okay so <laughs> no so eventually we just needed a name for the Tarj, so I just said, right. in order to keep the association of people still knowing who we were, we just went with Esther's family. Right. Um, and uh, then it just stuck from there. People yeah. really liked it. And uh, yeah, so that's the idea of the family, right? right. we're a collective. I, Jared's away at school right now, so that's when we got Carl in. Right. He had played one show with us before that. Um, and uh, I don't know if you know Andrea Stewart. Yes, um, so yeah. Her yeah. brother, Matt okay. Stewart, okay. him and me were in a theater production last year. Oh, cool. Um, and I did guitar in it, and he was the percussionist and the music director for it. Uh, so we were good buddies uh, when I need, when Keegan couldn't make something. Right. Uh, how Keegan joined the band, by the way, was uh, before we were uh, sort of Esther Sandler, before we even had a name, we just added him to our group uh, message. Because I was like, guys, we should really add a percussionist. I'm sick of doing the foot pedal thing. Right. Um, and Keegan's great. And he had played with me all the music beforehand. And he was going to be playing on the EP regardless right. at that point. Yeah. Because um, he wrote it on his bed tracks, the original ones. Yeah. Um, so we just added him to the group and said, want to be in our band? And he was just <laughs> like, sure. Um, so, yeah. That's one day, hilarious way yeah. to do that. <laughs> she's, like, we're just like, whatever. What a way to put somebody on yeah. the spot. I guess he could just, like, leave it. He could have, yeah. <laughs> But he's like, yeah, which Keegan's great for. He'll take on, like, any project. Yeah. Um, and just, like, work himself to death. Right. Drums or percussion. And, uh, it's fun for him, too, because... Uh, I know he, a lot of what he does is a lot of drumming. Yeah. So in our band, he's more of a percussionist just because right. on our album, it's drums, but in live shows, it's we're more acoustic. Right. Um, so yeah, we got Matt Stewart. He's played percussion with us before. Um, my dad's played on things. Right. Dave. Um, so we'll do shows with him at some point once we're a little tighter. Um, I'd like to get some trumpet players in because I do trumpet on the album, but I can't do it in right. the show. And yeah. So basically, it's just like the idea is for it to keep growing. Right. right. And when I go away and people go away to university, I'll find another couple of people to sit yeah. in and be a part of the family. Yeah. Right. Um, That's and, awesome. And uh, then like if I'm doing a show, say, in Toronto and a couple of people are at school, because Becca's just in grade 13, actually. If okay. Right. Um, so she might be out Toronto way next year. Right. right. And if I'm doing a show out there, well, then yeah. I'll hit her up and she'll be able to come. Play, yeah. Right. Yeah. And sort of like wherever people are, they can uh, come join awesome. in on the show. Yeah. Like, even if we have two bass players, well, we have a stand-up bass player and a bass guitar. Right. right? Yeah. A percussionist and a drummer. Right? Oh, that's awesome. Just keep things growing. Yeah. Um, so they're really small right now. It's yeah. really small. Um, and we are just sort of pushing the four of us because we're the ones around right now playing shows. But uh, the idea is for it to grow. Yeah. And that's part of the idea with the 
ba- buttons, right? Yeah. Of the, I have buttons with the baby photos. There's one Great right there, idea. Actually. Yeah, I have, I have Carl's, yeah. The old baby family <laughs> yeah. photos. Um, I, we walked in, and I was like, man, this is, like, one of the greatest ideas I've ever seen. <laughs> well, that's like, part of, like, the branding of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Is branding ourselves as a family. We've yeah. got ugly sweaters yeah. with our uh, band name on them that my yeah. mom actually made. Those were um, awesome. Julia wanted one really bad, by the way. We'll so, one day, so yeah. Hit us up, bro. <laughs> yes. awesome. Hit me up. Um, but yeah, the, the the goal is to just brand ourselves with that family sort of brand. And yeah. With the buttons, the idea is like at each show where um, whoever of the collective is playing that yeah. show, you can get the buttons with that person right. there, right? That's so if you awesome. want to get a Matt Stewart button, you got to come to a show that Matt Stewart's right. playing, right? Yeah. Um, and just encourage people to come out and check out the music in these different yeah. formats yeah. because different people will sort of take their own right. take on the music. And yeah. And like with that like collective feel like you're very rarely ever going to have like the same show right like exactly even if this even if the set's the exact same like if you have different people playing it's it's funny with carl carl was saying because we haven't actually had a rehearsal where we've just sat down and played through our songs every time it's like two days before the show and yeah. we're just like okay here's the, the here's the basics of it okay yeah. boom 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 yeah let's go and then the, the day of the show we'll practice for half an hour yeah. and we'll hit the key points yeah and then he'll get it and he'll play it yeah um, wasn't there what in the summertime when he played with you yep i remember it coming show. wasn't didn't you ask him like that day mm-hmm. i remember coming home from work yeah. and he's like i got a show tonight and i'm like like what do you that mean and he he's like oh with liam like he just asked me like at nine o'clock this morning yeah. if i could play and i was like really <laughs> he's like yeah it's really funny <laughs> carl's always come in like when we first started out when i first played a track with carl it was for for my lift project okay. last year yeah and that was the day of because uh my ch- my bass stand-up bass player fell through and then my other bass player couldn't do it and carl could do it but he didn't have a bass so i had to borrow a bass from someone <laughs> And then he came together the day of and just, like, ended up at my dad's studio on the other side nice. of town. I was just like, can you do this? And he yeah. was like, sure. Yeah. And he nailed it. He nailed the part, like, the day of. Yeah. And um, that's part of the idea of the collective is if you're working with good musicians, yeah. you don't need to have a practice yeah. every week, yeah. right? Um, and if that's not the vibe you're going for, yeah. right? Like, all, all the power to the bands that are, like, really tight and yeah. I love that sort of sound. Yeah. But we are folk music and we yeah. are kind of a jam yeah. band yeah. sort of vibe. So if you work with good musicians, they can come and do an hour rehearsal the week of the show, yeah. right? Or a yeah. two-hour rehearsal and then run over things really quickly before the show and we're good. Yeah. And we don't have to get together every week. It's just sort of like, oh, I got this show coming up next month. Can you guys play it? Yeah. yeah okay, great. We'll worry about it that week. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's like future um, us problems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it's fun. And uh, one of these days we will sit down with the whole band and just run through things. Yeah. Because um, the more we do it, um, and part of it is Carl didn't play on the EP. Jared did, so right. he doesn't know the music as well as Jared yeah, does. Right. Um, but once we once we do more shows, yeah, then he'll be able to come in be- and have no rehearsal just because he knows the music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, that part partially came out of my dad. He used to be in um, a band called the Harry Waller Band in Hamilton. Okay. And uh, they were just sort of like an event band and like a wedding band, right. whatever. Yeah. They were a big band, so he played keys in that, but they had horns, bass players, and that was that style. The guy Harry Waller, he played sax, and he was sort of the front man introducing okay. the songs, but it was that same sort of vibe, and that's the old big band way of doing yeah. things, right? Yeah. Um, you just have your scores, and the band members show up, right? Uh, which is a nice thing about the cello, too, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, oh, we have this new song. Me and Beck were busking music the other day. She hadn't even learned before. I just wrote it the music right. before, the day before, and yeah. she could just sight read it. Yeah. Um, 
And my dad was saying that when he did those shows, they got in trouble or he just got in trouble a couple of times uh, for shaking hands on stage uh, <laughs> because he had never met the people before. Yo, and they're like, this is, we don't want the people paying us to know we haven't yeah. rehearsed, right? They would just show up and play the gig. Oh, and, that's, uh, that's sort of that's one of the the old big band ways of doing things, oh, right? Man, is if you have so good funny. musicians, you don't need to practice. Yeah. If people know the music or have yeah. a score of some sorts, right? That's hilarious. I never thought about that And before. you get the best musicians that way, right? Yeah. Like Carl's like one of the... Yeah. the best like go-to bass player yep. in MIA and he's pretty high demand and Keegan sing with drums yeah. right crazy my cello player she's like she she's not even going into cello but she like enjoys doing yeah, stuff she's right really good at it. Um, yeah and uh so it's great because you can just be like can you do this and yeah like sure yeah. yeah i'm free that day so yeah. i'll just show up and we'll get together at some point and yeah if we can't all get together for a rehearsal i'll just meet with the one member and i'll meet with the other member right. and then sort of yeah just everybody sort comes of center in. around what i'm doing and we sort of just sync up that way right? right that's perfect it's a lot of like uh like free spirit people like everybody like yeah. you know i mean everybody is like a tr- that's like the common like thing between everybody exactly right? like, carl's like that way because like when he's obviously like helping us record stuff right he's like producing our stuff and it's like super mm-hmm. carefree like hey can we record tonight yeah sure yeah, yeah like whenever you want like, to just do it yeah. just down to make music yeah right? like and he just wants to or like he'll come up to me and be like hey i got this idea like let's figure it out yeah. or whatever right and it's it's an awesome way to work like, yeah i love that sort of those sort of people it's just a really fun vibe yeah so it's been fun my big thing now is uh my next goal is to get them all mics on stage to talk. Oh, Carl okay. and Becker are still pretty quiet. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, me and Keegan are slowly starting to banter, and yeah. Matt has hilarious banter when we're yeah. together. So uh, I don't always want to be the one talking. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, like it's my music, but we're a family. Yeah. So <laughs> I was saying to Carl, I think like when we're all back in the new year, I'm going to get us all together to just go to like one of those board game cafes and play okay. board games for like, <laughs> just, I don't know, just to like. Yeah just like sort of bond a little yeah, bit more yeah, and, for um, sure so we'll have like better stage presence and just sort of have a good time on yeah. stage i don't want it to be like a show you know what yeah, i mean yeah exactly yeah and that like that for because sure, banter is tough yeah and like especially like, if you're trying to keep this like loose show exactly. like, and yeah. we'll have like great banter when we hang out and jam, yeah well, yeah right? exactly like, yeah we're just goofing around so yeah. i want to sort of bring that level level of comfort to the stage for sure and i think that'll just come the more we do it for because sure part of it people's mind is also like oh i haven't done this song in like yeah three months what happens yeah. next <laughs> but we'll get there yeah for sure that's awesome so um, i don't even know what you asked but that's a long history on i how. think i asked um when Astor's family started or yeah. something but there's no definite was, answer right it's just sort of grew it was, it was it honestly was like you probably answered like four or five questions i had in that so it was perfect it was Good totally stuff. perfect um yeah so do you want to talk about i know you kind of have like a plan with Astor's family in the mm-hmm. summertime is that something you want to talk about yeah or? for sure um it's all sort of just up in the air right now These right are sort of like like i said i'm approaching this somewhat as a business right yes i was always into entrepreneurship and uh, studying like uh, marketing and uh, online video blogging and all that sort of stuff to create a brand and market yourself and i always tried to do it with things that weren't like necessarily related to music right or as directly yeah um like I got really involved with Fanshawe's uh, Leap Junction, okay. which is a great like entrepreneurial center, yeah. externally funded. That's uh, like through the government. Okay. So the idea is you can go there and get 
consultation on your business just right. for free. Yeah. And uh, after you graduate, you can go back and keep going to them because it's not funded by the school. Right. Okay. Um, so I've yeah. just been going there and getting involved last year with workshops and they had all these like pitch competitions, right. to pitch your business and this and that. And uh, the big thing people kept saying to me is like, well, it doesn't seem like this is something you're totally into, right? Right. Like, I would like, you know, do some sort of an app thing. Yeah. Or this and that, like a tech thing. Yeah. And uh, then I was like, why don't I just tr- treat the band like a yeah. business? Yeah. Right? That's what it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, which is, once again, goes back to the whole Esther's family brand. Right? Yeah. And sort of branding us in a specific way with the awkward family photos yeah. and that sort of stuff. Right? Yeah. Because that's what a band is. Yeah. Right? If you're an artist, you can write off. Your expenses, yep. um, your, your your taxes with is business expenses, right? Yeah. Um, with the stuff like your your touring gas money, your gear, that stuff. Yeah. Um, you are yourself a business, which I always say is, it's it's, it's it, I'm against the taboo that you can't make money in the music industry. Yeah, yeah. I'm really against that. That's why all my income is from music. Yeah. Right? Either the paper, which I'm just interviewing musicians, yeah. busking, and I teach private music lessons. Right. right? It's just they say that it takes. Just as much effort to make money in the music industry as it does to start a business. Right. right? So yeah. if you approach it with that mindset, it's no different than starting a restaurant. Right. We're launching an app. Right. Or something like that. So this year, I'm redoing all the workshops I did last year and everything, but with the perspective of my band. Right. And just spending time, uh, like assessing what are, what's our what's our um, mission statement, right? Right. Uh, who are our customers? Um, cause you know, customers can be like your concert goers, but also the venues, right? right. How are you selling yourself to those right. people? What's your, um, you know, what, what's your marketing? Yeah. Um, what's, uh, what's the materials you need? How do you get the funding for that? Yeah. That sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and people have been into it, um, at the leap junction center. And, uh, so one of the things I'm going to be doing is, uh, just signing up, uh, to be officially, you know, con- consulting with them. Right. With my business. Yeah. Right? Um, and just get some help with them to yeah. start off. Uh, they have a summer incubator program for businesses. Okay. So I've talked to the lady who uh, who runs the Leap Junction, and she she thought it'd be cool to like they'd be down to me applying. Okay. Um, who knows if I'll get in? They let in yeah. ten people, and basically they work with your business um, nine a.m. to two or four p.m. something like that. Yeah. Tuesdays to Thursdays. Okay. And uh, from May to July, something okay. like that. They work with you just on your business, and they'll take you around town and do different sort of mobile workshops right. as well. Okay. And just help you develop your business. And then at the end of the summer, it's treated like a part-time job. So you get like 4000 to $5,000. Nice. Right? Um, so if I can get that, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, and if not that, I'll be applying to just other business grants. Yeah. Um, I think because it's sort of an interesting niche. It's not a vegan restaurant. It's right. Like yeah. A tech app that's like Uber. Yeah. Um, which most startups are right now. Yeah. Um, so people, I think it's sort of fresh to be like, this is my band. And yeah. we're branded in an interesting way. Yeah. And uh, we sort of have a good niche because there's not a lot of young folk bands yeah, that sure. are sort of doing the, the pop thing yeah. in London. Right? Yeah. Um, and we're trying to create a fun vibe for people and this sort of stuff. So yeah. looking at all that stuff, one of the things I, I'm a, approaching is just looking into getting sort of business grants and stuff like right. that on top of the factor things yeah um and then another thing i realized recently is that we have a um we have we have the good the good musicians who are great at just like lifting songs right yeah like uh, keegan and carl and um becca just being able to read whatever music you throw at her um so i want to 
form us as a bit of a on the side a, a cover band right we play weddings oh right? yeah and yeah. Uh, little sort of gigs like corporate events yeah um because we're a mellow band right? yeah yeah and for uh, sure. we got the cello player which appeals to the wedding vibe mm. too for mm-hmm. like ceremonies and that sort of stuff um uh, so uh whether or not we get grant money i want to try to maybe look into doing some sort of a tour either this summer or next summer um where part of the thing's funding it is wedding gigs right because right? if you get a if you get like uh, a wedding gig that's like 400 500 dollars yeah. at least right yeah so that's your gas money to get to the next city, yeah play some shows yeah keep moving right yeah um so that's part of the part of the plan with things as well um because i'm trying to think right now there's yeah. a lot of stuff just going on in my head right <laughs> in my head in terms of this this thing it's a little all over the place but yeah um that's, that's sort of part of the part of the things we have in, in plan for the future but i should mention the most important thing is getting the music out. Yeah. Um, so before we can do any of that, like if I was to work with Leap Junction or to get a grant to do other work on my business, I want to have the EP out. Right. So that way this work can be used to just promo the EP, mm-hmm. um, which is still keeps getting put on the back burner. But yeah. we finally have Genial Rays out, which yeah. fun fact is not on the EP. Yeah. Um, oh, really? It was done to be a demo originally. Oh, okay. Because uh, I just wanted something to do over the strike. Yeah. And I had this new song I had written, and I was like with Becca, let's get together and just do it. I have the studio time as a demo. Just guitar, vocal, cello, yeah. we'll have something to put out. Yeah. And then it just sort of grew from there. Yeah. We had time, and I was like, Keegan, come do some drums. Carl, let's do some bass. Hey, Dad, you want to play piano yeah. and Rhodes on it? <laughs> and then I was like, oh. Now I got to redo the demo parts, yeah. right? And then we, then we redid that. And then I spent all this time mixing it. And now it's just, it was our single to help promo our show. Yeah. Um, but it's not on the EP. It might end up being a bonus track for the yeah. physical version. But it's all other music that's on the EP. It's five songs. Um, so we're hoping to have the title track, High Fantastical, out by January. Okay. Um, and because uh, that's very close. And then in the coming one or two months before the summer yeah to get it out at yeah. least by the summer yeah um so that way we can promo it in the first couple months of summer and then maybe do a tiny little right. promo tour yeah, like, you know, yeah tour like southwestern on yeah yeah you know, um <laughs> like at the end of the summer right and uh, before everyone goes off their separate ways wherever they're going yeah for sure so it'll give us a bit of a jumping point yeah next stage yeah but uh yeah that's sort of the the main goals i'm trying to hit right now right that's i mean that's just like Blow my mind. Um, <laughs> YouTube videos also, right? Yeah. Um, to extend on sort of the family vibe. Yeah. And I was talking about this. Who was I talking about this with? Uh, someone I was interviewing, they were saying because cl- collaboration is key, right? Right. So sort of getting uh, your stuff known. Yeah. And working with different people, it's an important thing. Um, and that's how, oh, Zach Farage. Okay. Right? Okay. Versace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, he did a lot of collaborating with online people and that just helped him. Yeah. Uh, gain followers because their followers look right. Like doing, right, and I always said that about Macklemore. Yeah, he was like a huge indie artist, but one of the things I think helped get him big was every track had a feature like right. in the title feature. Right, you know? yeah. So as soon as he puts out this album, he's got another dozen people who are promoting it to their fans. Right? Yeah. So we're looking to just start doing also some YouTube videos just so we can start keep putting out content. Yeah. Um, you know, do like the walk off the earth sort of. Yeah, yeah. Quirky loop pedal or loop pedal videos or. Um, you know, just fun like guitar and cello covers yeah. and bring in different people and extend the family that way. Right. Right. So uh, collaborate with different artists yeah. who are just local acts or do some online collaborations right. with artists who, you know, might be in another part of the world. Yeah. Um, once you get a bit of a rapport going in that way. Yeah. And that'll hopefully just grow our fan base online. Yeah. Right. As well as just 
let help us keep putting out content. Yeah. Um, uh, while we still sort of sit on the EP. Yeah. Um, Cause that's a big part of, uh, keeping yourself memorable, remembered. Yeah. Right. And don't not letting people forget about you. Yeah. Um, it's just keep putting out something. Right? right. They say that like each week. Yeah. Or each couple of weeks, you should have something putting put out there just so people can keep coming back. Yeah. And looking at what you're doing. Absolutely. And the search engines favor you that way with their algorithms. Yeah. And YouTube will favor you. Yeah. It'll just slowly climb. Yeah. Right? So YouTube videos are a big part of our plan. Right. Because um, it's it, if we don't put a, any pressure on it. Yeah. It can just be casual. Yeah. Like if we don't have to, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Right? We can just get a couple guys together, jam a song. Borrow some cameras from the library. Yeah. That you're doing here. <laughs> yeah. And then just film it in my basement. Yeah. With a nice interface and some mics and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then uh, we're good. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's part of the plan as well. And yeah. That's all the bases. <laughs> We've been talking about YouTube too. Um, mm. I don't totally know what our plan is yet. When we were in the studio, I just get Julia, Julia to come and just like film. Yeah. So like we have like so much content now that i have to like shift through to see like what was good you yeah. know and but it was just kind of like just always film so like there might be like 20 minutes of garbage that we can't use but like like a couple of weeks ago i posted something on our instagram of just like a little video of us like kind of making fun of carl and yeah. like because nick and drake will do those right. like british voices yeah because one so day funny. i was like i need to go through these videos and we, that's that's when we were doing like pre-pro mm -hmm. just at the end of the summer there yeah. and it was like oh yeah like this was hilarious like film everything put that out. yeah i'm just, big on that too yeah the, the, sorry the, the other, I thing, was, yeah. other thing with our ep right now right is i'm big on that just with my recording philosophy in general yeah. is like cameras are so accessible now mm -hmm. um and there's always someone who has a dslr yeah who if they can't be there they can lend it to you yep. right yeah um so I'm like, if you're recording, then you can have a camera going. Why not? Yeah. Like some of my, like, you never know what people are going to want to look back on, on the recording process. Yeah. Right. Um, and my favorite videos of bands are them mainly because I'm an engineer, but them in the studio yeah. right, doing the recording and stuff yeah. like that. So with this whole EP project, which is one of the reasons it's taken so long, we're filming everything. Yeah. Right. At least all the main instruments, right. Yeah. Some of the overdubs we won't worry about. Yeah. But, uh, all the you know the drums that we had two we a lot of the tracks we have stand up bass and bass guitar right um the guitar the horns the cello and the vocals it's all being filmed mm -hmm. which is good but it also means that every time i have to be you know making sure i've got a camera going yeah just sort of plug in and do the overdub yeah yeah it's not too much extra time but it's enough that it did drag things on yep. longer than i would have liked yeah but once the ep comes out we'll have all this footage yep. that we can then the goal is to make them lyric videos right so that way if we want to do official music videos you yeah. can do that too but yeah. each song will just have another video accompanying right right away yeah right? we can just put them up online like each week yeah say, right yeah um, so yeah i'm big on filming things yeah it's just important That's, i mean you might as well like nowadays yeah. <laughs> like i could at least do an iphone video yeah you know? exactly yeah but, that's like the weird thing is like you could do i feel like people care like a little bit less about like total video quality right now Yeah, exactly you know what i mean like you're like these cameras are going to be way better than your iphone but if yeah. you do it on your iphone no nobody's yeah Even sound quality right like, yeah we hate it because we're engineers yeah i mean in my mind sound quality should be first right? yeah for but, sure um, but yeah as long as you keep things interesting yeah right walk off the earth like they're huge like, yep. influences in what would i like look at um in terms of like high quality youtube videos right, right? 
Um, and yeah, they started just with with iPhone videos. That's their thing. Yeah, is they don't. Um, they all their videos are single shot. Yep. Um, even in some of their like professional music videos now, they find cool concepts to keep things yep. one shot. Um, because they didn't know how to edit, and so they would just literally <laughs> set up an iPhone, and they'd have these great high quality recordings because they were tied into a studio in Burlington, right? Um, and these cool spaces, but they just did it with an iPhone because yeah. they didn't want to edit things, and they didn't know how, right? So, and they made it huge, right? Yeah. Like, their big video, the Five Guys One Guitar, was just like a single, yeah, one shot in the kitchen, yeah. Um, but they just kept things interesting by doing the five people on one guitar, yeah, right? so yeah, it's like. Yeah. Like if your content's good, then exactly. people are going to, mm-hmm. you know, they're still going to watch it. Or interesting whatever. psychologically too, right? Yeah. Like they're always moving around on screen and doing something so you yeah. don't get bored. Yeah. I have a hard time if there's not, if it's not a super good song or something that's super like interesting in the way people are doing things on screen, like a loop video or something yeah. like that. I have a hard time just watching like a a single shot with someone just singing and playing their guitar right and just sort of like staring off into space yeah right? yeah like you can do that but have two have two cameras going yeah and even if you just bore your friend's iphone yeah and cut between the two yeah just, it's just psych- psychological yeah right people the, your brain will just shut down and sort of tune it out yeah right? i uh i did a co-op in grade 11 at um a rogers tv station and that's really like like camera cuts like constantly yeah. just because people it's like a, people don't necessarily like notice camera changes when you're watching yeah. tv but like you know in the back of your mind you do if you if you saw, saw that same stuff with just one shot yeah you'd be like yeah weird. <laughs> yeah like i don't know what's wrong with it but something's wrong with yeah. it <laughs> kind of thing so yeah youtube videos it's an important thing i think yeah right? for in sure terms of building up that presence yeah and i've been i've been waiting for mainly like purpose of content because we've been like what do we want to do Cause like obviously we're gonna have like a music video, so that's also more what I'm waiting for to mm-hmm. kind of like launch this thing. But we were talking about doing like acoustic versions of stuff, and then like obviously we have all this like I was thinking about just doing like a little like making of like docu series yeah, exactly. thing. Like was mm-hmm. my initial idea. Um, but yeah, like I just want to have like consistent content. Promo, right? Right? Yeah, just content of any kind. Right? Yeah, that's why we started the Instagram. Yeah, that's. And you did the same thing. I'm big right? on the Instagram, yeah. Um, just because if you don't have uh, <laughs> music to. <laughs> Sorry for this, like, in. coming through the wall, yeah. <laughs> if, you don't have, uh, if you don't have any music, uh, I, I, like, I, I'm not huge on having a Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, only because it's a waste of followers. Yeah. Because people are going to come there, check out your page, and then they're going to leave. Yes. And they aren't going to come back because yes. there's nothing there for them. Yeah. Um, so I, when we launched our Facebook page, I wanted to make sure we had a single out, right? right. Which is why we did it with Gino Rays, and we launched it all at the same yeah. time. So that way it sort of built this hype around our Facebook page, yeah. got us a lot of followers, and then got extra listens to the songs that yeah. we had just invited. Because yeah. that's when you get your biggest slew of people coming to your page as yeah. an indie band, is when each member invites their 200 friends yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so I was, I was like, we need to have something online first, but yeah. I still want to promote us. Yeah. So we did the Instagram page, and it was just great, because you got to take pictures of the recording process yeah. or videos of us goofing around same yeah. thing right yeah. and people were still engaged with the, what our band was doing and right. knowing our name a bit yeah. before we launched everything right yeah when like people like really like Instagram like you, people can spend right a now. long time on Instagram but like people don't really go on Facebook yeah. for anything no yeah you know what I mean like I only like got a resurgence in that because of like our 
program's Facebook page mm-hmm. is so active all the time. Yeah. Like that's like the only new content I it's get. It's funny because Facebook bought Instagram now, right? Yeah. So people are always like, "Oh, Facebook's going downhill," and I'm like, "No, they're <laughs> no, cashing they're, in." Yeah, <laughs> they're, just, they're the ones with all the money. Yeah. They just like they'll let them grow, and Facebook is just always this like weird homepage for yeah. everything. Exactly, you know? it's like everything on one spot. Yeah. Together. Yeah. But, uh, and things don't even get seen on Facebook now with the no. algorithms unless you pay. Yeah. Which is something I'm doing, right? Like yeah. the Facebook ad system is pretty nice. Like you can pay two, three bucks and get your stuff seen by four hundred people. Yeah. Who <laughs> knows what that means? But you know, if you get a couple click throughs, at least yeah. your name's constantly in people's feeds. Yeah. Um, so if people like things enough, then the algorithms will favor you. And right. You don't have to pay for those people to see you. Right. right? Yeah. Um it ties back to the marketing thing, right? Yeah, for sure. It's such a yeah. That's why I want I wanted to pick your brain about like your your plan and everything because yeah. I'm so interested in that stuff and like obviously I'm trying to make this thing work too, right? And mm-hmm. with it's like so many musicians trying to make their thing work. Yeah. you know what I mean. It's one of those things where it's like there's no right way to do it. No, but like you, there are kind of some there's wrong ways to do yeah. it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like anything, and somebody could do something and like it work as like a fluke right so yeah, like i'm just sure. trying to talk and everybody has like a different thing to say when you ask them a question yeah, so exactly i think that's like the most important part if you that's, just kind of keep asking questions that's the great thing about this thing right that's what i loved about yeah, doing the paper yeah like i get to just before we sort of launched our band i got to see what was working for other bands yeah too, for right? sure and sort of what their techniques were and yeah yeah like i said that's where you know interviewing versace yeah and uh and I was like, oh, you know, like, and he was telling me about his collaboration. I was like, that's what we need to do. Yeah. Collaboration. Is yeah. Right? And it's sort of that. You just take these little tips and form your own way of yeah. doing things. And um, what was like when we had, when Tim Frazier last week was our uh, guest lecture there. And then mm-hmm. I was asking him about like, because he said he had a podcast. And I was like, oh, like, do you have any marketing tips or anything for that? And he was like, yeah, just have famous people on your podcast. <laughs> and I like laugh. He's like, I know that. He's like, but it's true. Yeah. And then I like had this where I'm like, yo, yeah, I should just reach out to more bands in Why London. Why not? Right. Because um, I was just like kind of a nervous guy, too. So I'm like, I'll just yeah. talk to people in our like program or whatever. But I'm like, I could definitely just reach out to some guys and I'm sure that they would do it. Sure. And then and then grow from there. Like if I do like this band then like a bigger band that they're friends with be like oh that like actually looked fun and it was cool and then maybe they'll want to come do it or whatever and like grow from that right so yeah and that's collaboration there right yeah exactly yeah genres and then your podcast gaining some popularity that way yeah and then and plus if they like the podcast then they're you know they'll come check out the band or whatever and stuff like that so it's like potentially helpful on everything that i'm doing right yeah so. exactly yeah it's um, good to know those techniques like yeah. i was always a geek with that sort of stuff like yeah I said. and like different sort of things too like building websites i was all i was like there was a point in my life where i was really into like oh you know learning html and php and that sort of stuff right I got sick of error pages so right. I stopped. but i still know how to build a basic website and sort of tie things together right and basic code yeah so it helped like when we launched our band, we launched a website. Right. And it's funny. I was, like, rushing to get that website done. And I probably only put, like, an hour and a half into it. Right. Once I got sort of the basis of what I wanted. Yeah. Um, but it didn't take me long, right? And yeah. And I have a website. And then we can put it on a business card, yeah. right? And I know a bit of, like, photo editing, right? So yeah. So I edited our photos. Yeah. To make the business cards, yeah. right? And that sort of stuff. And having those different skill sets you can pull from. Yeah. Is important. For sure. And I think uh, yeah. it's helped us a lot. Just yeah. Because... 
means I don't have to be like, oh, who can take our picture? Yeah. We just did family photos with a tripod yeah. and then a remote, like obviously in the shot, just once again. Yeah. Then that, those are hilarious. <laughs> it was such a fun <laughs> night. It was a really fun night because I asked around originally to some buddies of mine being like, can you take pictures of us? Yeah. Yeah. And they were all like the three main guys I get are we're all busy. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh well, we'll just like uh, everyone get ugly sweaters. Yeah. And take some, and that was part of the idea originally. Anyways, I was yeah. Like, get some ugly sweaters. We're gonna do awkward family. Photos. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, it's more awkward if they're just tripod shots. That's why it's just yeah. It's like it that actually probably was way more beneficial <laughs> that you well had to do favor. it yourself. <laughs> yeah. And then it was um, it was snowing or raining out that night, and so I was like, ah, oh, darn. And it was late, so it was like. Uh, it wasn't a good hour to take photos. Right. And I I talked about going and doing them in front of like Christmas trees and people's lawns or something. Oh, but yeah. uh, uh, it was it was raining, so we weren't able to do that. And then we were just uh, hanging out in the studio and I was like, oh, this is a, a good backdrop here like, yeah. in the studio in my basement. So we just moved the baffles out of the way. And it's all this like nice pine board. And yeah. It just looked cottagey. Yeah. So we just set up a stool and my roommate had a pumpkin. We're like, yeah, let's put this in the shot. <laughs> and then just people are like, what's the pumpkin? Um, it just added to the, the so folk wild. family <laughs> band aesthetic. That's like family so funny. that's obviously not related. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly not related. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, it was a fun shoot. And we just like, kept hitting the remote yeah. and goofy stuff for like an hour. Yeah, just like just look as like awkward as you can. Exactly. It's like it's it's way more laid back than trying to make like pictures where you all look cool, right? Mm-hmm. And any of the times where I was like, okay, let's take a real band photo now, none of those photos ended up good, yeah. right? They just looked too awkward. Yeah, they um, looked too forced. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> too contrived. So the uh, <laughs> we were just like, be awkward. Yeah. They were the best ones. <laughs> That's Yeah, it was weird because um, we've only done the one photo shoot and it was like, it was a weird experience because it was like my first like real yeah. photo shoot kind of thing. And then, yeah, it's got to be like, because we're like obviously all friends and we're hanging out in that factory and stuff. And then it's yeah. like, I guess we should take photos. And then it's like, what do you guys want to do? <laughs> like, I guess we'll do this. And it's just like when it starts to get to like that forced, like, yeah, there was a lot of times where I was like, just take photos of us, like just being like candid, you know, yeah, and then like it the works out. Photos. Yeah. Like there's one of us that were like in a line, but that wasn't that wasn't like we'll get in a line and then you'll take the photo we were like literally just walking out of the room and then just w- yeah. worked out that way kind of thing those are the better ones right? yeah and i <laughs> it was hard because since i was the one with the remote as we were just hanging out and talking i just kept pushing the oh yeah the remote, but i would always know when there would be a photo being yeah. taken <laughs> you like couldn't catch yourself off guard no yeah <laughs> oh that's funny that's funny. Yeah. Um, so you like your whole family is like you're like a family of musicians. Yeah, my like... actual family is musical, yeah. <laughs> and we do release music as the Buckley family. Oh, okay. Um, if you go to orbitfriendly.com. Orbitfriendly. Orbitfriendly. Okay. Um, there's a lot of my dad's music that he writes and he releases. It is David A. Buckley and the Buckley family and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot out right now, at least not recent stuff, especially stuff that I'm proud of because of mm. all the en- I do did a lot of the engineering. Before right. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. Um at least in terms of some of our family music. Um, and a lot of stuff has been taken down just in the revamp of the website. Yeah. We, we did that. Um, so a lot of it needs to be re-put back up online. Right. Um, but yeah, if you go there, there's some of our family's music. My dad, like, uh, ran, or like, he's done everything musical, right? He's right. been a musician his whole life. Um, he taught music lessons, like, he's t- taught for almost 50 years. Wow. Right? Like, since, since he was, like, a te- young teen. Yeah. Right? He's played in some awesome bands. Like he has like great music stories. He he uh, 
played uh, the same circuit as Rush when they were starting oh, out really? in like Hamilton Oakville way. So oh, they played uh, some of the same shows and they oh, were sort of small and like, sort of hung out chatting with them. Oh, that's crazy. I was chatting with them about that about the video we were watching in SoundCloud. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that just reminds me of when I, you know, I was hanging out with talking with those guys at like the Y or whatever. <laughs> what? Um, and I didn't find that out till like three years ago. And oh, I was like, he was like, oh yeah, I played with them a couple times. Like, just the same, <laughs> like, like what? You played with them, but he played the same shows with his yeah. band. And I was like, what? And uh, he was like, he's an amazing like piano player and an amazing trumpet player. Yeah. Um, back in high school, trumpet was his thing. Um, and uh, like their band, Cheshire Cat from Oakville was, they won a contest for like best band in Ontario at one point. Oh, um, and he got asked to like by the head of the department just at some workshop at Mohawk when he was just doing some like courses there. Yeah. Um, and he did a workshop with uh, one of like the head of the department of Berkeley, and he was like, "Yo, we need to come to Berkeley to play trumpet." And my dad was like, oh, "I want to be a piano player," and the guy was like, "We have enough piano players. Like, I'll help. Like, we'll help you out. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah. make it work." And he's like, "Nah." Um, <laughs> yeah. So he like got invited to go to Berkeley. Wow. Um, he had the. He almost had the chance to uh, open for Super Tramp. Um, really? He, he was in a band I think called Hot Dog. It was that band at the time. And uh, Hot Dog. He, yeah, good, good band name, really good band name. And uh, I think that was the one. And then they uh, they knew they were going to go overseas to open for a big band. They didn't know what it was, and it was a maybe. Yeah. And my dad was running a studio at the time, which I can tell you about that in a second. Yeah. Um, but it was doing well, so he was like, you know, nah, like I'll, I'll just stay here and do my thing. But then the band ended up being Super Tramp, and the piano player who replaced him ended up going to play on like their next two live albums. Oh, no way. So, <laughs> so it's just all those funny missed opportunities. Um, but I mean, lucky for me, because now I'm here. Yeah. For um, <laughs> and I got a cool dad. Yeah. Um, and he played piano on, like, because uh, he's from the Hamilton way, he played on like a few things that Daniel Lanois produced. Oh, wow. Like, when Dan, Dan was starting out at Grand Avenue in yeah. Hamilton, right? Um, which, like at that time, he wasn't Daniel Lanois, right? Yeah. He worked at the U2, but it was stuff that Dan yeah. had worked on. Wow. Um, so he's met him. He taught Ian Thomas's kids oh, uh, from lunch at Allen's, um, just from his studio. He has, like, some really interesting connections. Yeah, like, wow. <laughs> he ran a recording studio, which he built in Grimsby okay. in the uh, 80s, um, which is how I got into recording, just through gear in our house. Right. Um but his studio was the first uh, digital multi-track studio in Canada. Um, wow. So the what, first really? one used like digital encoding for the bed section of the side, right? There was a lot of digital mastering studios. Right. But uh, it wasn't really, it was sound on sound recording. Okay. it's called technically. Yeah. Because uh, they basically had two uh, VHS tape systems. Okay. That recorded digital encoding. Uh, the images of like the barcodes. Like if you play it right. on your TV, it's a barcode. Right. Um, and they had like the whole ampeg tape machines and the big you know 16 track recorders but a lot of people were into the digital recording at the time right um either people liked it or they hated it yeah right? so they weren't going there yeah um but yeah it was the first one commercially in canada wow um, that's so, cool. so he really pioneered that he's yeah. always been a little bit ahead of the time yeah of technology so wow. yeah he did that um and then he's got sick of listening to bad music so he <laughs> stopped. but he built the whole studio like he's like really smart just with like his hands and constructing right. like houses and stuff wow so he you know, he built the whole floating room. There was like a. Re I found the chart, like the just digging through old photo albums once and scrapbooks. I found like the actual like blueprint of the house. And oh, there was really? like, you know, there's like oh, a drum room over here, the isolation booth, the live floor, the control room. And I found all these pictures, and I was like, wow, it like looked dope. And there was like a <laughs> reverb chamber in the upstairs oh, of the house what? where they sent signal to, and it was all these reflective panels. And oh, stuff. that's so and cool. Because that was before digital reverb was, yeah. was affordable. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so we worked with a bunch of cool musicians through that. Wow. No one huge, but like um like some of the like just like members from Lighthouse would come to do things right. and just things like that, right? Awesome. Um but yeah, so he got all involved in that. Um, the recording side of things, and that was just through being a musician. Whoa. But his engineer at the time actually came from MIA. Oh, really? Um, like his uh, sort of head engineer guy who was working for him was just a student straight out of MIA back in the 80s. So it's hilarious. Sort of wow. Things come yeah, that's that so crazy. And here and we're living in London. Yeah. Yeah, so I grew up around recording that way through him. Wow. He ran a music studio when I was a kid. Okay. how I got into music. Right. Because um, eventually that just became a music studio. Yeah. Um. And so uh, he had, like, at its peak, he had, like, 150 students a week and, like, four or five teachers working for him. Wow. So, uh, if, just, like, student canceled, he still had to pay the teacher. So right. So or my sister in. Right. Um, so we got a lot of lessons growing wow. up, right? And my whole, like I said, my whole family's musical. He writes, he writes musicals. Like, he's written a few shows. We did a show in Fringe last year. Damn, your dad uh, sounds incredible. He's built, <laughs> and he, he's built puppets. Like, like raw, he used to do puppet shows to test out his musicals on what? a smaller scale. So he would, like, m- make these, like, rod puppets and do them for kids and stuff yeah. like that. And, yeah, he's done a lot of crazy stuff. Wow, that's I constantly, awesome. like, find, like, learn things about him. And I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> like, the thing, that, the thing about Daniel Lanois, him playing on his stuff, was, like, yeah. a recent thing, right? Really? And, and yeah. He's tied into the Hamilton scene that way, right? Wow. Um, That's so cool. Which is nice for me. Yeah. I want to go back Hamilton way. For sure. People will, like, know of him. Yeah, yeah. Enough, right? That it's helpful. Um, That's so cool, man. Yeah, it's it's fun. He's a cool guy for sure, though. I was lucky to sort of grow up in that household. Yeah, for sure. I got into the music thing. That's pretty crazy. Now he's a music director at a church, uh, but he still writes music. Like, we're trying to push his music a lot right now. Right. Um, Orbitfriendly.com. Orbitfriendly.com. Uh, link uh, below. But uh, like, cause he has just hundreds of songs. I bet. Like hundreds yeah. of songs, like dozens of musicals he's written, um, and like just like crates of tapes, like both real to real tapes and those VHS tapes. Right. And everything. So it's just a matter of us right now. We're setting up the studio at his house, and uh, sorting through the tapes, being like, okay, what do we want to produce? Yeah. Getting you know, mu- pulling musicians from MIA. Yeah. To sort of play on some of his stuff. Right. And, um, yeah, working on the musical stuff at the same time, like we did a show in Fringe uh, over the summer, and we got another show in the Fringe Fest this year. Okay, cool. Um, so trying to push the musicals, and he does, like, um, compositions, like just piano. Big Glenn Gold fan. Right. right? Um, Glenn Gold, and I forget the other guy who was really inspirational to him, but sort of, you know, jazz, um, jazzy, classical sort of piano compositions that he does, and uh, stuff he'll just sit down and sort of, like, he's done albums ideas for albums that he hasn't finished putting out where he'll just sit down and sort of write a song in like <laughs> and then like in like 20 minutes and then you just sort of the ideas you go through yeah. and just splice it together and sort of right. shift the, take out the little mistakes and then you got your album right right so just, you know instrumental piano albums wow both songs he used to do radio jingles right oh, like damn he's and he, he studied composition with like some really big guy who used to work with cbc and things like that yeah um so he like does orchestra composition and yeah things like that and it's like he has like got a really amazing brain, so it's just a yeah, of, like, <laughs> tapping the potential as much as possible. Right, right? that's crazy. Me and Willem laughed on our creative cover last, or not our creative cover, our production assignment. Right? Okay, yeah. Tell last me. year, yeah, <laughs> he was like, <laughs> "Good jam," <laughs> but uh, we were like, "Oh, we need piano on this." Yeah, um, and I was like sitting down at the roads, yeah, just 
that's the other thing. He has great piano toys because he's a piano player. Right? Yeah. Got, like the B3, the Rhodes, and nice. the Rhodes, which is fun. Yeah. But I can't make them sound good. Like they're only <laughs> as good as someone who can play them well. Yeah. <laughs> and like I was like, you know, plunking out chords and stuff. And he, Willem was trying it. And I was like, you know what? Let's just, my dad's upstairs. And he sat down, like we played it for him, like maybe twice. And he just quickly like sketched out the chord patterns and the shifts and then just sat down and we did like two takes and we had it. Wow. Right? And That's it was just, the same thing with Gino Rays, right? Yeah. I didn't, he didn't even write anything out. He's like, should we write out the chords? And I was like, eh, it's easy. You'll get it. And he just sort of, yeah, three takes in, we were good. Right. Oh, wow. And, That's crazy, it's man. Good, it's a good mind to, to have. Yeah, like, for sure. Really cool to be raised by him. Right? Yeah, that sounds wild. That's uh, why our family's musical because of just because he's so musical. Long that, story. Yeah. Lots <laughs> of stories to tell about him. Need yeah. to write a, him to write a book or something. Yeah, that'd be wild. I would for sure read that book because that like three minutes or whatever it took you to explain that i'm like super interested that's yeah. crazy i'm sure there's lots of like yeah there's lots little, of little stories too, the stuff yeah and that's crazy like i said it's a lot of those chances that he almost had but then he was like ah, nah. yeah that's so and weird eh? it's yeah. weird how life works like that though yeah like that's funny he had this big contract for a beer commercial once which fell through but he was working with some of the animators from tron the original tron oh really in toronto right <laughs> some of those animators and he told me that reason i was like oh that's dope that's so, so cool yeah it's just stuff like that yeah <laughs> that's awesome that like still like that yeah, you're getting like like how old are you like 21 21 yeah, oh okay, stuff okay. I don't know. yeah and just like I, still like learning new things that's so awesome cool stuff outside of music he's done too right? yeah like he's built houses yeah like that. that's so cool he doesn't need a handyman or a yeah. Mechanic or yeah. plumber. Yeah. Like, oh no, it's this, this. Yeah. <laughs> I just need that, and then you're all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I kind of like my dad's like really handy too. Like he's yeah. an electrician and stuff. Nice and uh, but, like me and my brother both are just like totally stupid when yeah, it comes it scares to stuff like me. that. Like, and I'm like, I'm not going to be like a good like quintessential dad when I'm older because no, I'm not going to have any idea. The same with me. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I always like call my dad and like I can do things when he tells me what to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Forget. After. I have like a very basic understanding of stuff, but like like working on cars and stuff, I'll be like, Dad, what's broken? Yeah. <laughs> what do I need to do? Tell me. And then he'll tell me, and then I'll be like, Okay. Yeah. I'll call you when I can't get this bolt <laughs> off, and then you'll come show me how. Oh yeah, it's so true. Cause like my like his dad is like that too, and like I would uh he owns an electrical business, so like I would go out all the time as a kid stuff and just like help out with that but like i still i don't know no yeah i have no idea they're like wiring houses and stuff and i'm like yeah. i don't know what i'm doing which is funny because that used to be the way of like yeah recording, right yeah and that's one of the reasons my dad knows so much about it because yeah. he had to open up the old boards and fix something yeah right? like we still have like an old console at our house and you pull it out and it's like lego right the strips come out and you're right there's huge like it's really easy, just like you know, yeah. solder one part out and put the next one in if something right. blows on it. Yeah, that's the way things were. Yeah. Now it's like, if something breaks, you're screwed. Yeah. You gotta go buy a new interface. Yeah. Or like just like pay so much also money to tiny. get it fixed. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like oh, like always worth it to just like buy a new yeah. one <laughs> and exactly. like find somebody to replace. Yeah. fix it for you that's yeah, funny the way times have changed with recording even yeah it's so crazy it's so crazy well man 
you got any other stories you want to tell me? Or, I mean, I'm sure we could talk for hours because so <laughs> this was all for sure. Want you back? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm at that point. Nella was like, "Do you want me back yet?" And I was like, "I do." I was like, "There's a few more people though that I want to like before I start doing yeah. repeats." Like, I was like, yeah, "There's no. so many more people I want to talk to." I'd love to, I'd love to keep chatting. But yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I don't want to be an editing nightmare. Yeah, but this is like Sorry a normal. For the ranting. No, man, it was awesome. I, I like didn't talking. have to I talk. Was like, at There's all. so much to tell. <laughs> It's like I said, it was perfect. Year. You would just answer like four questions I would have had about something. You just <laughs> answered it all. So it was perfectly fine. Nice. Well, thanks, um, man. Yeah, no uh, problem, man. Come back anytime. Yeah. Thanks Go to for, uh, Esther's Family Band.com. All the links will be below. Lit. Anything you want me. I'll probably, if you want me to put uh, Genio Rays at the end of the yeah. audio version, I'll for True. sure do that. Be sick. Um, yeah, everything. I'll, I'll link everything. Anything you want me to put in, Thanks, just like man. let me know. But yeah, go check out his music. The Pickle Show was awesome. Thanks. Well well worth all the like hard a, work you put in. That would be a story for the next time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was like, we need to talk about The Pickle, but like all this other stuff is so good. Yeah. But yeah, we'll man, I'm for sure. I'll have you back. That was, that was a lot of fun. Shows. That's, Not just with my band. Yeah. So with like other bands. It was an interesting little venue. Yeah. It so was, it was cool. Organizing shows there. For yeah, that'd be cool. All right, man. We'll, we'll call it. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Next week, tune in. Episode number 13. We got Willem, James Cowan, and Aiden Wass on the podcast. Uh, another great conversation with those guys. They're great musicians. Um, they're in lots of cool projects. They're in a band together. Uh, they're in another band called Day Trip. Uh, and just they're in a bunch of other bands. They're great musicians. They're in everything. Uh, and I'm really excited to hear the music that they're coming out with in the future. I love seeing going and seeing them live every time they play live. So uh, it was another good conversation. So make sure you uh, tune in next week, and uh, I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Oh, and I should probably introduce, this is Esther's Family, first single. It's called Genial Race. Check it out. Again, later than I should, later than I would, if I was wide awake, I'm thinking when there's nothing to think of. Insomnia is love That keeps me up this late Give her off thy glowing light That seems a god of other days I'm growing old and growing cold Searching for thy genial rays If only I Could live in present time And everything be fine At least that's what I hear 
I try I'm always wanting more Or always longing for The days of yesteryear Thy glowing light That seems a god of other days I'm growing old and growing cold Searching for thy genial rays As we change, it's kind of strange That nothing seems to change at all Seasons turn so we yearn for summer, winter, spring, and follow me, follow me, follow she, follow me, follow we, follow thee. The warming sky. So why am I so cold? And yet the rivers run Well, so would I But nowhere to run to 